everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 224. See, that's back. On Monday, the 25th of February 2012, I am your host, Stephen Layton, and this week I am mostly excited about the map bit. Um, I'm going to tell you more about that in the news. So, map bits improvement. Um, for those who love the map bit but hate listening to In My Mug, there is now a part on the screen on the products that allows you to just watch the maps. Um, and also uh, a polished, more, hopefully more professional map bit with a little bit more information. Let me know what you think, as always. I love your feedback, uh, good, bad, all the rest of it. Uh, please do let me know. And two coffees added to the site that won't make it onto in my mug because of the sizes of the lots. Um, a great uh, cup of excellence from Rwanda and a Colombian from Huila called Finca Vega Grande. Um, they are a little bit pricey. They are very small lots and they are very much worth checking out. So do treat yourself and go and check those out. And if there are any coffees that I'm fairly confident won't be in on in my mug, I will try and let you know about them in the news. And you can win a bag of each of these just by leaving a review for any other product on the website. Uh, I will pick a winner at random next week from the, all the reviews that come in and I will send a bag of each to the lucky winner. So uh, go on there, put a review, chance to win 20 odd quids worth of coffee just for leaving a review. Leave it about this coffee if you're an In My Mug subscriber or leave it about anything that you've tried in the past or equipment or anything and it will be completely random and you'll be picked out. So that was the news! And now it's time for 20 seconds on. And this week it's going to be on mechanically scrubbed coffee or aquapult. Okay, so we should do this and... So coffee is processed using either washed, pulp natural or natural processing. But mechanically scrubbed coffee kind of is on its own and it's sometimes called aquapulping. Uh, it's where you take the bean and run it through the pulper, removing the fruit and the, the, from the thing but not soaking the water in fermentation underwater. This is run through with scrubbers that re remove the mucilage as it goes through. Uh, 20 seconds on. So now I'm not with the time. Aquapulpin is where you remove the mucilage from the seed. Uh, it runs through with these scrubbers and it's kind of like a washed coffee but it's kind of like a pulp natural coffee because lots of the mucilage stays on. Bit of a hybrid. Um, originally used in Colombia and kind of starting to spread all over Central South America. So uh, Bolivia is somewhere where it, it, it's a lot. And this coffee this week is from Bolivia um, and it is called uh, San Jose and he's grown by a wonderful chappy called Constancio Araquia. I think, I'm going, I hope I've got that right. Um, and he's yet another amazing Brazil. Like, I love Brazil, Bolivia. I love Bolivia. Bolivia produced some amazing coffee and we've been able to really get some more. We've got one more after this and then that's all the Bolivias out there. Um, but this time, this is from the North Yumbis region. Uh, it's from the colony of San Jose and very near to the very familiar town of Caranave. Um, this small town has acted as a hub, uh, a centrepiece for all of the amazing coffees we've found this year. And you'll see on the map bit just how much that is. It's, yeah, it really is a, a circle around the, 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 the village of great, great coffees. 
Um, it's, uh, it's located in the North Youngest region, and this is in the north of the town, winding up this really steep road. Um, I know I went past this farm uh, on the, when I was going up to see David Vilker, so it's just south of David Vilker, um, but I didn't know I was going to be buying the coffee because I actually cooked it afterwards, so I didn't get a chance to go and see Constancio and his wife, who is uh, Ida, um, or their five children who all live on the farm. Uh, but I can't, I really regret that I didn't get the chance to do that. The altitude of this coffee is around about 1,500 metres, which is fairly low for Bolivia. And I think one of the big reasons why this is such a diverse cup to say David Vilka, which is grown fairly near to, um, Karanavi actually as a village has shown how much diversity there can be and how many more microclimates there are going on. Um, this country has a massive range of flavours, but even this village has a massive range of flavours, which is, which is crazy. Um, Constancio bought this farm uh, back in 2008, and there were a little bit of plants there, like some uh, Katura, which are about 20 years old, uh, but he decided that he wanted to plant more, and he planted 21,000 plants um, as a big renewal in 2008, and this is the first real harvest he's got from them, the first full production from those plants, um, and yeah, it's been tasting amazing. Uh, Constantio has worked in coffee for a very long time, but only as a manager, and had held this dream of owning his own coffee farm. Yeah, me too. Uh, and this is a chance for him to work with his wife and with his children and actually own the land and be his farm. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of what we know about it. This is the bit I'm really looking forward to though. The improved map bit. Um, and this week we are very, very lucky because I planned this to do this one like a while back. Um, for this week, but we have lots and lots of info on it, so I think it's going to be a very interesting map bit. So, hope you enjoy. It's the map bit, no expense spent. It's the map bit. So, welcome to the new improved map bit. Um, yeah, do you like the way the starting sequence has just changed a little? But we're going to zoom to send uh, to South America. Um, and something I really wanted to introduce into these was to be able to talk about the continents a little bit more so you get a kind of rough understanding of them. So here we have a snazzy transition and we're going to go down into some details. So number of coffee growing countries in South America is actually only six because the majority are in Central America. A population of 387 million, surface area of 6.8 million. Compare that to the UK. It's a very, very big old place. Let's go back to the map. And um, I want to zoom down into Bolivia. So Bolivia, you know what I love. Um, but what I want to do is get into some facts of Bolivia as well. So let's get those up on the screen. And obviously the name is Bolivia. The population is just over 10 million. Um, the size is 424,000 square miles. And the capital, of course, is La Paz. A very beautiful and amazing capital city. Also the highest capital city in the world. An interesting fact that doesn't come from Roland. Um, but what I want to do is zoom down into the town of Karanavi. So let's get into Karanavi. And this has been the hub of some of the most amazing coffees for us. Um, this town I owe so, so much and has been owe so, so much to. Um, the mill is also located in the town. So what I would like to do is kind of let me just zoom down to the mill, which is there. Um, you see the little arrow? See, I've improved. I'm getting better. Got a little arrow of where the mill is. And I've got some pictures that I'm going to share with you here that are taken from that mill looking down over the town. 
Um, that photo in the top right is of their cupping lab, which I absolutely fell in love with. Um, the one below it, the one at night, that is the Carinavi at night, and you kind of, you know, get a real feel. But let's zoom up out of there. Oh, actually, before I do that, I want to show you this road here. I um, I did some running, and this is a re re record from my GPS watch. For some reason, it was very slow, even though there was a dog chasing me all the way down the road and all the way back. But here I want to show you the circle, as I call it, the circle around Karanavi of amazing coffees that we've, we've managed to get. We've got David Vilka, we've got Ilamani, we've got Loeza, we've got Canton Luanese, all farms that have been just stunning for us. Um, but I want to kind of zoom down. Now, last week on the map bit, we had a really rough map bit. Here we've got a beautiful satellite image of the farm itself. Um, and I've passed this place um, when I was driving. Um, but something else I want to introduce is also about the farm. So uh, the name is called San Jose. The altitude is 1,500 metres above sea level. The varietal is Katura, and the nearest town is Karanavi. Um, something I want from you guys as well is we've got to find a name for the cow. Otherwise, it's going to be called Dale, and Dale won't be happy if I call it that. So, uh, yeah, names, please. So we zoom out, and that was the map bit. I liked that. So now it's time for Mr. Glue's Daft Fact of the Week. Roland! Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. The scrubbing method, or the aquapulping as it's called, uses one fortieth of the water of traditional washed coffee. That means one fortieth of the polluted water, which is a much better for the environment, I think you'll agree. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Thank you, Roland. He, right, you know, he clever, clever man. So, last week we had Siphon. Wasn't that a coincidence we had Siphon last week? Wow. Don't know how that happened. This week we're going to replace it with sugar. And now it's time to give the wheel of death a spin. Where it goes, nobody knows. And nobody cares. Kalita Wave. Good. Another one that we do have a brew guide for. You should go and check out that brew guide. But yes, we have Kalita Wave this week, which is good. I like it when they're easy like that. So um, yeah, I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to go and make, well, I'm not going to make. I've got slaves out there to make it for me. Chris is currently dialing in um, this Bolivian. And uh, I'll be back with you in just a second. And we are back. And we're diving straight into the espresso. And this is cool. I've got a different kind of board. I've got the old has-been cups. Chris has spoiled me today. Thank you, Chris! So, stir it up and... Ooh! Ooh! La, 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 la. Now, the first thing that hits you about this coffee is the acidity. It is super, super bright. Think fizzy, fizzy lemonade, but like homemade lemonade. You know, that kind of really old-fashioned-y kind of lemonade. And there's a zinginess. Like, for me, it reminds me very much of refreshers. Do you remember the sweets refreshers? Uh, like, all different colours and just, like, really tangy and zingy and alive. The acidity on this is phenomenal. In your face, punchy. There's some sweetness there, but that kind of fades into the background a little bit. It really is about this, like, lemonade, but effervescence with it as well. And the fizziness, that is delicious. I'm fat. 
It's rarely I finish an espresso one in my mug because I'm thinking, oh, I've got to go on to the next one. That was very good. And then, moving on to in milk. Is it my problem with milk? Is it the problem with the cup? I don't know. But for me, in milk, it loses a little bit. It's a bit thin. It kind of, it's not, there's not enough body there. There's not enough presence. There's not enough punch. And we had that one the other week where there was lots of acidity and that worked. I'm afraid it doesn't with this. It's just too thin. Uh, there's not enough coffee coming through. No, not for me. No. Okay, so, wipe that on there. The Kalita Wave. I hope you've been and watched the brew guide. If not, you should. Um, yeah. It's it's an alternative. I like it as a brewing method. I've been over this many times before, but, you know, V60s for me. A cone. I've got cone brewing methods. I haven't got any flat bottom brewing methods. This works with a flat bottom and a, and a, a wave dead. I actually don't think the waved filter makes that much difference, if I'm honest. But the flat bottom, I kind of like... And I enjoy the brews I have from it. That, that's that's the best recommendation I can give it. And they're super easy to use. I use the ceramic one this time, but I do prefer the stainless steel one. Just because you don't break them when you drop them. But Oh, oh yeah. I could drink that all day. It is super clean, super bright, in-your-face acidity. And that lemonade, again, punches through. Um, that's delicious. I like that a lot. So, we should go on to our pinboard of doom. And this week, uh, I have notes. Uh, Sally Roydhouse, uh, who's coming to the uh, last of the uh, espresso and brewing classes uh, this weekend, has a picture of uh, Bob the Bunny in his car, setting off on his way down. Um, setting the sat now up so a little has been test. I like that. Thank you, Sally. It is brilliant. That is awesome. And we have some entries for descriptor scale. So descriptor scale. Stop. Descriptor scale. So the descriptor scale has come in from Nick, and. It's a big one, so it says, for this coffee I could drink all the time. Uh, I'm not normally one for bright fruity flavours. First impressions was tropical fruit, berry sauce dribbled over, truly stunning brewed. As an espresso cappuccino, the fruit and the acidity is a little overwhelming, but still very drinkable. And that was from Nick. Nick, pop, a year, pop us your address, and we will get you your uh, pin, uh, pin board of doom. Descriptor scale badge to you. And that was Descriptor scale. Oh, stop it. I'm not going to do it again. So, um, now it is time for the staff clip. So this week's staff clip is somebody who I know quite well. It's my wife. Sarah's order tip of the week. This week, you get two tips for the price of one. First, I wonder if you know what your postcode is, because sometimes you seem to get them wrong. The second one is, when you place your order, please make sure that you get the correct delivery address. When we have to manually change them, it can take us up to 15 minutes to delete and re-add, so make sure that you get it to the right place. Thank you! Sarah's Order Tip of the Week
it's an important one. Quite often we'll get emails come through afterwards that say, can we change the delivery address to? And it seems like a very easy thing to do, but because lots of the system is automated, we have to go into the system, we have to find the address, we have to take the old one out, then have to change a new one, and then we have to rip up the old label and find that one that we were matching up to the invoice. And it's real palaver. So please, I know nobody does it on purpose, and that's why we always try our very best to fix it for you. But yeah, that's that one. Okay, time to wrap up. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much, Chris, for making me the coffee. And do remember, Life is too short for bad coffee.